Good morning, good morning, good morning, amen, and welcome to Victory Worldwide Ministries, where we believe that victory is given unto us daily, amen. We thank you so much for joining us here on this Sunday morning. We do not take it for granted. Look, the Bible tells us that God is an ever-present help in our time of trouble. I don't know what you woke up to on this Sunday morning, but I'm telling you, God is always ever-present, ready to make changes and do some miraculous things in your life. So we just want you to release today. As our praise team come, we're going to lift up the name of Jesus. We pray that God's presence will invade your household and your sanctuary the same way it will invade this sanctuary. Amen. So we're going to pray and then we're going to get started. We're going to come back and talk about we have got to seize the moment. Amen. Father, we thank you so much for who you are. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for your love something that we take for granted so much. We thank you, Father, today for life, breath, and strength. We don't take it for granted that you allowed us to wake up this morning, so we came to give you our all. We pray that you use this praise team. Father, sing through their voices. Use these musicians. Lord, use the congregation and all those who are watching. I pray that their hearts came ready to receive and ready to lift you up. We declare that victory is in our houses today. In Jesus' name, let every heart say amen. How many of y'all know we serve a wonderful God? Yes, we do. Come on, y'all. Hey! 
You didn't have to get up that morning. There's so many tragedies going on all over the world. So many tragedies. And you still have your house. You still have running water. You still have electricity. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. You still, you know, have what health you have. <laughs> but it's all right. He's a good God. He would never leave you, nor will he forsake you. I've tried him for myself. And I love him more and more and more every day. Let's pray. Oh, heavenly gracious Father that sits high and looks low. We're going to come to you first saying thank you. Just for being you. Even, Lord, if you don't do nothing else, we say, thank you, thank you, thank you, just for being you. We didn't have to make it this far. We didn't have to make it this far. I thank you, Father God, for the shepherd of this house, for the shepherds of this house. I thank you, Father God, for the church, which is all of us. I thank you, Father God, for our musicians, our praise team. I thank you for the lights. I thank you, Lord God, for the air. I thank you just for being you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I pray, Father God, that you keep us safe until we meet again. give God some love in this house. Come on and give him the love. The first scripture she said was shout for joy. Shout for joy. Shout. If you don't have joy, if you shout, you will get your joy back. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you can stand and just turn to your neighbor and look him in the eye, we're going to do our victory declaration. And I remember when we made this up, nine years ago is because we had somewhere to be and we had to speak our way into existence. Amen. But it says we believe and we declare that victory is given unto us daily. We speak it. We walk it. We believe it. One more time. We believe it. Come on, Pastor Frank, go talk about seize the moment. We believe it. And we live it. Yes, God. We are living a victorious life in Christ. Somebody just shout amen. If you believe, shout amen again. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Before Pastor Frank comes up and he talks about seizing the moment, we need to break free from some of this weight that's on us today. But the only way you're going to break free is that you believe. You got to believe for everything that God has shown you. You got to believe for everything that you know that God can do. The Bible says that he will do exceedingly abundantly above everything you can ask for or think of. But you, turn to your neighbor and say, you, you got to believe.
comes with the word on today. Amen. so simple and so understanding that you reveal so much to us that Lord we're able to take it and apply it to our lives be an example let our light shine sprinkle some salt and teach others how to apply it to theirs we thank you so much in Jesus name let every heart say amen amen come on let's give the Lord a big hand clap just today but man if you was probably in my household every morning y'all probably get on your nerve because I wake up every morning just thanking God for another day of life breath and strength and it just it just gets me excited I don't, I don't know I don't have time to be bitter I don't have time to be angry at nobody I ain't got time to be mad at nobody no life is too short and so, with that said, um, I want to talk today about seizing the moment. Somebody say, seize the moment. And when I was thinking about this message, I was like, man, how happy does it make a person when they actually seize those opportunities that God gives them and they see the benefit of it. And so I put the, 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 the little end of it, you'll be happy you did. Amen. How many of us in this room have ever squandered opportunities? Amen. I know I have many, many. And, and maybe because, you know, we didn't put our all into it, or maybe it was because of fear, or maybe it was because of doubt, or maybe it because we felt like the, the weather the conditions, when I say weather, I mean the conditions of our life. Uh, we, we weren't prepared to, to take the, the hold or seize that moment of opportunity. Uh, some of us lost opportunities, and, and I, I, I don't know if this is for you, but I know it is for me. Some of those opportunities that I know I lost, it caused some regret. Yeah, it caused some lack, <laughs> uh, it, it caused some hurt, some of them caused pain, 
It could have been a financial opportunity. It could have been a hookup. You know, somebody was trying to hook you up and you just always too busy. It just amazes me how everybody, for those who are looking for love, how so many people are looking for love, but then when love is trying to find them, they're running away from them. That's another story. That's for the single people. It's, it's crazy, you know, <laughs> some of those opportunities could have been opportunities where you could have made amends with someone, where you could have said something that needed to be said at that moment. You could have poured your heart out. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Some of those opportunities could have been, you know, that time where you really needed that vacation, but you were so caught up in your work. You needed to get the stress out. It was an opportunity that came. And I'm not just talking about opportunities where you can get something tangible. You hear what I'm saying? I'm not just talking about, in, you know, opportunity to prosper, be successful. We hear that all. I get it. But these are opportunities to where a lot of us are losing a lot of happiness in our life because we won't take the, 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 the opportunities, the chances that are set before us to, to enjoy ourselves. Dear God, some of us going to die and we've never been out of the city. You know, just think of, I, I remember, and this, this, because I think sometimes when we in our opportunities or we get this, those opportunities, sometimes it's not that we don't even step into the opportunities, opportunities sometimes. Sometimes it's the lack of effort that we give within the opportunity. Uh, I remember when I uh, was in high school, which, you know, wasn't that far back, but a few years ago when I was in, in high school, my second year of high school, and uh, I went out for the B-team football. <laughs> Why y'all laughing? <laughs> I went out for B-team football, and, and you know, I'm, I was... I was that crazy guy on the field that didn't mind getting hurt. But I went out for B-team football, but the coach, I knew the coach didn't like me. So I went through the whole, all the tryouts and everything, and they said, well, if you made the team, your name would be up on the wall in the gym. And, and so I just assumed that because the coach didn't like me, my name wasn't going to be up there. So guess what I did? I didn't even go and look and see if my name was up there. And then when football started, they said, Frank, why are you not out here? I said, man, coach wasn't going to pick me. They said, man, your name was on the wall. Opportunity, and that, that probably would have changed my whole life because I probably wouldn't have gotten in a lot of trouble I would got into because I would have had taken that opportunity to keep myself busy. An opportunity that was there, I put the effort into it going into the thing. But when things didn't look, the condition that I wanted it to look, the effort wasn't there anymore. How many of us have done that? I mean, you, you said you wanted that job. You said you wanted the, the, the advancement. You said you wanted the pay increase with the, with the increase of the responsibilities, but then you get in there and the opportunity is there, and then you're complaining about how much work it is. You said you chased that woman down for years. And now you finally got her. <laughs> Y'all don't want to hear me this morning. We're going to let the Lord speak this morning. <laughs> 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 
So whatever I say, you cannot hold it against me. <laughs> and we squander those moments, man. But the good thing about you, you squandered is past tense. What you lost is past tense. What you didn't do is past tense. But what are we going to do about this future thing? What, 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 what are we going to do? Because we still have these opportunities to have that bright future ahead of us. What are we going to do about, what, 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 what opportunities are we going to take advantage of when it comes down to our future, to what lies ahead? Because we have to stop halfway doing stuff. We have to get to a point to where if we believe this, this is the opportunity, if we believe this is the moment, then, then, you know, somebody said, but what if I take the opportunity and I fail? I don't know about y'all. Y'all remember when we was younger? I mean, <laughs> but anyway, I know this for guys. Like, sometimes we'll be somewhere and, and, and you know, when we was younger and y'all, we was saying, but y'all ride with me, y'all know. But we'll see a, a female and we with some friends. You know what I'm talking about, Ben. And we're like, man, I really want to talk to her. And then she get by herself and one of the guys say, hey, man, here's your moment. Here's your chance. Here's your opportunity. What you going to do? Because you may not get this moment again. And then you walk over there and find out she's married. <laughs> <laughs> but here's what I thought about. I'd rather walk away knowing that I took the chance. Then get home saying, God dog it, why I didn't try to talk to that woman. Or that man. Y'all know what I'm saying. But that's how we do in life. Give all you got. Here's what the, 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 the writer of Ecclesiastes says in Ecclesiastes 9 and 10. He said, whatever your hands find to do, do it with all your might. I love this. He says, for in the realm of the spirit or in the realm of the dead, where you are going, where I'm going, where we all going, there's neither working, nor planning, nor knowledge, nor wisdom. He said, we all know how this ends. So why you keep putting stuff off? He said, because where we're going, you can't go back and relive those moments. And somebody may be listening today, and you know that you're halfway doing something. You're squandering a moment, an opportunity, a chance, because you say that you love them, but you have ways showing them that you love them. Amen. Say amen, lights. You said you deserve the increase, but you have way doing the job. You tell your kids to, you love them, but you're halfway spending time with them. The opportunity is there for you to, and, and let me tell you something, when you begin to take seeds of these moments, it won't make, just make you happy, it'll make all those around you happy. 
And a lot of times we squander these opportunities because we're either too skeptical, we're too fearful. Here's a good one. Some of us are just too boring. You never want to do nothing. You're too laid back. Just let me know if I point you out here somewhere. You're too angry, too bitter, too stubborn. It has to always be under your conditions. You're too opinionated, too busy, too caught up in your ways. You're just too much you. Not a preach. You're just too much you. And so I can't really fuss at nobody about that because I was at a point where I was too much me. I, over the last few years, I'll just be honest with you. It's some things that I had to change about me that I was stuck in. And it caused me to, me was causing me to lose opportunities that God was setting before me. And some of you all are halfway doing it when it comes to yourself. You can't be happy because you keep keeping yourself from being happy. Get off the couch. Put down the TV, the TV remote. Get your tail up and get out and do something. See, this is the Lord speaking to somebody. Somebody's watching today and the Lord's speaking to you. You should have had your tail at church. <laughs> See, I told this is the Lord. <laughs> this is not Frank talking. And I want y'all to think about this. I, I really, this is one of them, you know, because these are messages where you can grab things out of God's word and see the reality of how to apply it. Because a lot of these opportunities that God gets puts before us is opportunities where we can really be enjoying our life. Opportunities where you know, for some, it could be that you, you and your spouse could be enjoying each other much, much more if you would get out of the way. It, it, opportunities where you and your kids or your family of your loved ones, everything in life does not have to be planned. Sometimes it just got to be at the spur of the moment. And everything that's planned don't have to be centered around you. Because sometimes happiness is not in what you want to do. It's in, it's in seeing somebody else enjoy what they wanted to do. And you just let go and got involved. And then you enjoyed it yourself. So. Where are we going with this? I was about to take you all somewhere, but. The writer of Ecclesiastes, he wanted us to understand that things are not just going to fall at your feet. He says something over in verse 11. 
He says, I have seen something else under the sun. That the race is not to the swift or the battle to the strong, nor does, does food come to the wise or wealth to the brilliant or favor to the learned. But time and chance happen to them all. Somebody say, I am them all. <laughs> now, I, I want you to understand what he's saying. He's not saying that the, the, uh, that the wise, that food won't come to the wise. Okay. Or that wealth won't come to the brilliant. Or favor to the learned. Where he's saying that it does not come to them. He's not saying that they won't get it. He said it just won't come to them automatically. He's saying they don't just get things. He's saying it just don't come. It's not like opportunity or chance is going to come knock at your door and say, hey, who is it? It's opportunity. Oh, come on in, opportunity. I knew I didn't have to do nothing for you. He's saying, no, nah, he's saying that it's not going to come. He's saying they, that it's not that they're not going to get it. It's just not going to come to them the same way that it's not just going to come to us. Because God causes favor and grace to come. And people, God causes us to be noticed by other people when we're able to give our all with what we're doing. I believe that whenever chance and opportunity comes from God, in the midst of it is favor and grace. Something that you couldn't earn, something that you didn't deserve, something that you wouldn't get your hand on if you wasn't giving your all. I was on the phone with our IT guy. I, I call him our second C, CEO because, I mean, he make a lot of decisions too. And we was on the phone the other day, and, and I was asking some questions about some and he said, man, Frank, I just want to commend you and your team for all the good work you're doing. Now, I'm thinking, like, this ain't my team, <laughs> you know? But they look at me as if I'm running this department. I'm like, this is not my team. I didn't say it to him, but in my mind, I'm thinking, hmm, sound like some more money in this. But anyway, he said, I want to commend you for the great work that you and your team is doing. Now, I didn't know he noticed me. And if I wasn't doing my all, he would have noticed me, but it wouldn't have been like that. And I believe the only reason that he noticed me is because God caused him to notice me because God noticed that I was giving my all. There is no favor in halfway doing anything. There is no favor in a marriage where two people are halfway giving love. There is no favor in a family where the family is halfway loving each other. There is no favor in increase when you halfway doing the job. There is no favor in that. God gives grace and favor. I told you I don't want to deserve everything that I get. Because everything that I can earn with my capabilities won't match up to God's favor and grace. And if there's anything, I want God to know that I'm going to give my all, not because I'm working for you, but because I'm working for you. And so even when they don't treat me right, I can't get mad at them and then start halfway doing it. I need to talk to him. Somebody better hear me today because God put you there in that opportunity for you to showcase yourself 
to a point where even though you don't know it all and even though you don't even like what you're doing, you're still willing to go that extra mile. You're not sitting here talking about, dang, my job. You're like, give it to me. I, if I can learn it, I'll learn it and do my best. And that's what God is looking for. Those are the opportunities. Some of you all on the job right now, and you're just complaining. Or maybe you're not complaining, but they just wearing you down. And in your mind, you're like, is this really worth it? I'm telling you right now, it is. Because increase in prosperity comes not from the north, the south, the east, or the west. But it comes from above. So these are times that God give us, that time and opportunity to make us successful. That time, those opportunities to make us prosperous, to make us on top of our game, to heal that relationship, to open our eyes to something, to make and shape us to the way that God wants us to be. It's what the word, he says, time and chance, time and opportunity, time an occurrence, something that existed just at that moment. Something that existed just at that, just at that moment that you were supposed to step into. Oh, boy. A, a situation that happened just at that moment to where something's been on your heart at that moment, you were supposed to get it out. Not step back from it thinking, oh, they're not going to hit me anyway. No, that was a moment. That was a moment that he put before you not to step away from it. That moment in that meeting to where the Holy Spirit nudged you. You were supposed to say it at that moment. Not call another meeting with the CFO after the meeting. No, at that moment when the Holy Spirit, because it was at that, that moment that it would have been received. If not by him, somebody else would have got in his ear. Y'all don't hear me this morning. It was at that moment. It is what we call, it's a moment that was designed for you to capture, for you to grab onto, for you to seize. Somebody say, seize the moment. That, that moment where, where you wasn't supposed to squander and waste that moment. That was a precious moment, man. You, and it, but yeah, you, you got to the moment and you, step, you stepped away from it. You let it walk right past you. You ignored it. You despised it because of who it was coming from. That moment. When you were supposed to humble yourself. But in the midst of hearing what they were saying, you had already came up with your response. Because it was that humbleness that would open their heart. Those, opportun those are opportunities. Be slow to speak. Quick to listen. It's what we call a Kairos moment. Anybody ever heard that word before? 
it is a time when the conditions are right for something favorable to happen on your behalf. And the thing about Cairo's moments, we don't get the opportunity to decide to decide when those moments come. We just have to be prepared for them. You know, I was thinking about it, you know, when Peter walked on the water. Peter didn't put those conditions in place. Jesus did. It was just up to Peter to say, Lord, if that's you, let me come. It's like Jesus said, well, the conditions are right. This your moment. Come on. And you know the other disciples saying, don't you take your tail out there, boy. I can't swim. Peter's like, I'm not depending on whether you can swim or not, whether you can help me. He's the one that said, come. Children of Israel. I want you to think about this. Children of Israel. God said, y'all, now, go, go, go. I've already defeated the enemy. Go in, go in the Canaan. You got it. Go, go. They're like, no, no. <laughs> go, no. Go, no. They're giants. Yeah, but I'm bigger than they are. Go. This is your opportunity. We ain't going, God. God, shut off the opportunity. Say, so you're going back to the wilderness. Oh, no, now we'll go. No. That was your Kairos moment. And you know what they did? They tried to go anyway after he closed it and they got killed because they missed the Kairos moment. And I believe the Lord is speaking to somebody today because right now he's trying to nudge you to, to do something and he, you've been stubborn, fearful, doubtful, skeptical. You got too many checks. You got to check off all these boxes before you even make a move. This condition got to be right. She got to be doing this. This money got to be over here. And God is saying, you don't know who I am, do you? Second Corinthians 5 and 7 puts it this way. For we live by faith and not by what? I think the King James says, for we walk by faith. We live, we walk by trusting God when the opportunities are set before us. So, you know, we can keep putting stuff off. I don't know about you. But <laughs> I, I, I gave this analogy. Uh, I spoke at our um, 30th year, 10th year, um, class 88. What y'all call them? High school? Yeah, yeah, I spoke. I gave this analogy. One time I ran the, the half marathon. What's that like? 13 point? four, six miles, something like that. I ran the half marathon. And man, I tell you, after I ran it, boy, whew, boy, I was hurting. I was hurting, but I had the strength to, you know, get back out there and start running. And then later on, 
I ran the peace tree. Well, I've done that several times. But I gave the analogy to where our life now is that we've run our marathon. I don't know if some of y'all agree with that. Life is shorter now. We on the peace tree. Tomorrow's not promised. You can keep thinking you got another marathon to run if you want to. <laughs> but he puts it like this. In Ecclesiastes 9 and 10, he said, For man also knoweth not his time. My prayer every morning, and I just start praying this about three months ago. When I wake up, I say, Lord, I want to see the beauty of what you've created out there. I want to go to some countries and see. I want to experience. I, I want to see how good of a craftsman you are. I've seen it in other places, but I just want to experience every place that I can before I leave this earth. And I ain't, I've already said, and I'm telling y'all right now, next year, Frank is going to be on some vacations. And I've already declared, it ain't about conditions being right. It's about what I'm going to do. And I'm going to let God handle the rest. Now, I ain't going to be crazy and foolish and be all vacationing, spending thousands of dollars, and my mortgage behind. That's, that makes no sense at all. Things, that going to be right. But I ain't got time to be counting every dollar, da, da, da. And hopefully by then my son have a good job, so I don't want to have to pay all of it for him. But, but that's the mindset you have to have. Are you going to break down? We want to design to hold all that, them burdens and loads on us. Man, you got to get out and enjoy life and release that stuff. James 4 and 14 says, what is your life? You are a mist. A mist, a vapor that appears for just a little while. And then you do what? You're gone. So will you take advantage of your space, of your time, of your chance? of your opportunities. Sometimes I believe that you may have somebody in your space that's messing up your opportunities. That's messing up your chance. Sometimes it could be your lifestyle that's messing up your opportunities. Sometimes it could be the way you live. Other people comments that you let mess up your opportunities. But can you do me a favor? Don't allow your life to be wasted in trivia and pettiness. I should have put that on the screen. Don't allow your life to be wasted in trivia and pettiness. Seize the moment. Somebody say seize the moment. Say seize the opportunity. Say, take advantage of the chance and stop putting everything off until tomorrow. 
Now here's a saying, and, and Pat may know this saying. Uh, you ever heard it? Because Pat from the country, you from the country, right? What, what? <laughs> but this, <laughs> woo, she gonna kill me at the service. <laughs> Y'all ever heard the saying, make hay while the sun shines? Lenita know it too, she from the country. <laughs> make hay while the sun shines. You don't know what the weather gonna be like tomorrow. Do what you need to do today. Excuse me, I just, I thought that was a good one there. Because either tomorrow may not come or the opportunity will never come back again. I heard this quote, and I'm, I'm about done. I heard this quote. I'm not sure who quoted it, but it says, the value of time is beyond computation. It, you can't measure it. Christ regarded every moment as precious, and it is thus that we should regard it the same. So is there an opportunity for someone in here to amend a relationship, to straighten something out? For somebody in here where you made a decision, but in your mind you're like, ah, should maybe it's time to, you know, make sure that that decision, if the Holy Spirit is nudging you, that that is not the correct decision, to go ahead and, and change that decision so favor can come in. And, and do what it needs to do. Is it time for someone to take the opportunity to spend more time somewhere where they need to be spending or more time with someone who they need to be spending it with? You know, I said to myself, Frank, you, and I said this a couple of years ago, Frank, you're going to have to change something because ain't no type of favor going to come if you think you're going to be in this house all the time. That's for somebody. All you do is get up, eat breakfast, Go to work, come home, eat dinner, go to sleep. And the same routine, get up, do this, do that. There's nothing you, you I, I, I just said, I, I got to change this. Because you're going to be single for the rest of your life sitting on, in this house all the time. That's for some single people I'm talking to right there. Take a chance. Those moments are precious. Just go ahead and jump on it. And I'm in with this. Seize the moment. You will be happy you did. Seize the moment. And put that, can y'all put that up on the screen for me? Because I didn't write all this down. Seize the moment. You'll be happy you did. Seize the moment. Your spouse will be happy you did. Seize the moment. Why? Because your kids will be happy you did. Seize the moment. Why? Because those who love you will be happy you did. Seize the moment because those who are around you will be happy you did. Seize the moment because your life will be happy. Sorry, I forgot to put the R on there. But your life will be happy. Seize the moment. You want to see change? Stop letting those opportunities get past you. They may seem minute, but I'm telling you, God can take a minute decision that's the right decision, and he can blow it up in your favor so much that you won't even understand what just happened. Because that is the kind 
of God we serve. Amen. Father, we thank you so much. We thank you, Lord, because every day we believe you give us opportunities. Opportunities to be better people. Opportunities to see better, to do better, to experience better, to know better. And so, God, our prayer today is, because, Lord, we know we have squandered and walked past and ignored some opportunities that you have put before us as, as if it was nothing. But I ask today, Holy Spirit, and I pray this prayer for all of us, that you would help us to recognize those opportunities. Help us. Sometimes we get busy. Sometimes our mind is all over the place. Sometimes we're stressed. We got other things going on. But God, Holy Spirit, I ask today that you would help us to recognize the opportunities where we're supposed to walk by faith, where, where we're supposed to put works with our faith. Help us to recognize it. And then when we recognize it, we pray that you would give us the boldness to make whatever adjustments need to be made so that we can see the fruit, so that we can see your best in our life. You've already given us your best, but Lord, there's some things that we have to activate by faith. This is our prayer today. Help us to enjoy our lives. <laughs> and we thank you so much in Jesus' name. Let every heart say amen. Come on. Let's give the Lord a big hand clap. Look, if you don't remember anything out of this message, I want you to remember one thing. You need to make hay while the sun still shining. Thank you all so much for joining us today. We are so elated. We do not take for granted that you gave us a little bit of your time. So if you're watching us today and you have not received Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior, I'm telling you right now, you do not know what you're missing. And so we want to give you that opportunity to do that right now. If you're watching, if you pray this very simple prayer with us. It's, it's, it doesn't take a lot. It just take a very simple prayer. Say, Father God, I believe in your son, Jesus Christ. I believe he died. He shed his blood for the forgiveness of, forgiveness of my sins. And when he died, on the third day, he was resurrected. And today, Jesus is alive. Say, I receive you into my heart, Jesus Christ. I make you my personal Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, man. If you prayed that prayer, I'm telling you, you just got born again. You're saved. Welcome to the kingdom. Do me a favor. Get yourself wherever you are in a good Bible-based church. Make sure you're hearing the word of God and just let God do his thing in your life. Also, if you're watching us and you would like to give, we have the information on the screen right now. We have several ways. You can do Givelify, Cash App, 
Zelle. You can go to our website, victoryworldwide.org, or you can also text the word give to the number that is on the screen. We thank you so much. Join us this Tuesday at 7 p.m. Also, make sure you tune in for the entire month of September on our Tuesday nights where we do our Family Matter every every uh, Tuesday in September. We're going to talk be talking about fathers, mothers, singleness, marriage, whatever it is. I'm telling you, we're going to be talking about it. So make sure you tune in. Once again, on behalf of Pastor Wanda V. Smith and the entire Victory Nation, we would like to say thank you, thank you, thank you, and do me a favor. As you leave this broadcast, make sure you go out and seize the moment, every opportunity that God has for you. Amen, and you have a blessed week in Jesus' name.